Fiscal Update is a compilation of brief news articles published by the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency throughout each month. The articles cover actions taken at meetings of state boards and commissions, news releases from state agencies, updates on the status of the state budget, reports on audits of state and local government, and other items of interest to legislators and their constituents. If you would like to receive email notifications when individual Fiscal Update articles are published, please go to www.legis.iowa.gov slash subscribe. Or you can follow us on Twitter at Iowa LSA. To view all charts and graphs coinciding with these reports, please go to the Iowa General Assembly website at www.legis.iowa.gov. Click on the Publications tab at the top and then click on Fiscal Analysis in the gray area to the left. Under Fiscal Publications, click on Fiscal Update and search for a particular report. Fiscal Update, Fiscal Services Division, December 1st, 2016. Governor's Budget Hearing, Iowa, Vocational Rehabilitation Services. Budget Hearing on November 29, 2016, Administrator David Mitchell presented on the Iowa Vocational Rehabilitation Services, IVRS, budget request for fiscal year 2018. IVRS is requesting level funding for fiscal year 2018, and Administrator Mitchell highlighted some of the work the IVRS does, including increasing partnerships with school districts across the state to encourage students with disabilities to begin getting vocational supports in the classroom. Over the course of fiscal year 2016, providing services to 252 individuals initially on public assistance who were able to become self-supporting, and placing 2,225 Iowans with disabilities into employment in fiscal year 2016. IVRS is funded by a combination of state and federal dollars, and the federal funds are subject to a maintenance of effort requirement. The staff contact for this fiscal update is Josie Garretts, Legislative Analyst with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 515-725-2249. Fiscal Update, Fiscal Services Division, December 1, 2016. Governor's Budget Hearing, Department for the Blind. On November 29, 2016, Director Emily Wharton presented on the Department for the Blind's Fiscal Year 2018 budget requests. The Department is requesting level programming funding and a $150,000 capital request for elevator maintenance. Director Wharton stated that the department was able to avoid requesting an increase in program funding by increasing efficiency and reorganizing internally to streamline processes and services such as supporting and training workforce centers so they can provide service to blind Iowans rather than duplicating services through the department, increasing both efficiency and circulation of the library for the blind and physically handicapped, and increasing both efficiency and circulation of the library for the blind and physically handicapped. Director Wharton also gave an overview of some of the services the department provides, including summer programs for blind students, services for older blind Iowans to help them stay in their homes rather than go into nursing care, transition programming, and technology training and assistance for blind Iowans entering the workforce. The department receives funding from the state and draws down $5.98 million dollars in federal funds. The staff contact for this fiscal update is Josie Garretts, Legislative Analyst with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 515-725-2249. Fiscal Update, Fiscal Services Division, December 1, 2016. Audit Report, Iowa Judicial Branch County Clerks of District Courts. Fiscal Year 2015 Audit. 
the Office of Auditor of State recently released the audit report on the Iowa Judicial Branch, County Clerks of District Courts for fiscal year 2015. The County Clerks of District Courts are responsible for providing, managing, and maintaining document processing and activities of civil, probate, criminal, juvenile, traffic, child support, and small claims for the courts. They also collect, deposit, disperse, and account for all fees and other monies paid to the County Clerks of District Courts offices. Findings. The report made the following findings related to internal control. Segregation of duties. There are several procedures or compensating controls that have not been implemented in certain county clerk of district court offices, including responsibilities for incoming mail, receipt collection, and preparation of bank reconciliation. Manual receipts. Procedure and controls for issuing and processing manual receipts were not always followed. JRN receipt batch summary. JRN receipts batch summary reports were not reviewed each month or by an independent person. Case delete program. Procedure for deleting a case was not followed. Requests were not submitted in writing. Reviews were not done on a timely basis and independent reviews were not performed. Disaster recovery plan. A number of clerks have not annually tested or documented testing of the plan. Case file information changes. The review procedures for the zeroed transaction and production report were not properly conducted. Reversed receipts report. The reversed receipts report was not reviewed independently as required. Community service. Evidence of community service performed as a means to satisfy payment of a fine was not included in the case file as required or the number of hours credited did not match the evidence. Cash bond receipts. Controls are not adequate to ensure cash bonds received from law enforcement personnel are entered into the Iowa Court Information System, ICIS. Over-the-counter receipts. Checks received over-the-counter, including checks for bonds received from law enforcement personnel, do not require a receipt. Iowa Court Information System. A review of certain information recorded by the county clerks of district courts in ICIS and the controls over ICIS was performed and improvements for the relational database and gaps created from multiple sessions were noted. The report made the following findings related to statutory requirements and other matters. Monthly reports. The monthly reports to the state, county, or city clerk were not always completed by the 15th of each month. The copies of the monthly reports were not retained by the county clerk of district court's office or the reports were run with incorrect amounts and dates. Unclaimed property. The state court administrator's office or certain county clerks of district courts did not remit all non-trust or trust obligations to the office of treasurer of state or obligations to other states annually. And community service wage rate. Instances where the community service credits were calculated using incorrect rates were noted. Recommendations and responses. The auditor made recommendations on compliance for all the items outlined. The judicial branch submitted responses for improvement that were either accepted or acknowledged by the auditor. For further detail, a full copy of the report is available for review in the Office of Auditor of State and on the Auditor of State website. A detailed chart noting the findings applicable to each county may also be found in the full report. The staff contact for this fiscal update is Laura Book, Legislative Analyst with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 515-725-0509. Fiscal Update, Fiscal Services Division, December 2nd, 2016. Tax Expenditure Committee Meeting, November 2016. 
the Tax Expenditure Committee of the Legislative Council met on November 30, 2016. Property tax credits. The Department of Revenue presented on the requirements, usage, and costs of the following property tax credits and exemptions. Homestead tax credit. Elderly and disabled property tax credit. Military service tax exemption. Agricultural land tax credit. Business property tax credit. And commercial and industrial property tax credit. Secure an Advanced Vision for Education, or SAVE, fund. The Department of Revenue presented on the history, administration, and forecast of the 1% sales tax dedicated to the fund. The Legislative Services Agency presented on the contents of the SAVE annual report submitted by the Department of Education. The next meeting is tentatively scheduled for December 19, 2016, at 10 a.m. The staff contacts for this fiscal update are Kenneth Holmes, Legislative Analyst 2 with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 515-725-2200 and Jeff Robinson, Senior Legislative Analyst with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 515-281-4614. Fiscal Update, Fiscal Services Division, December 2, 2016. Report, Intensive Summer Research Program Study. The Iowa Reading Research Center, or IRRC, conducted a study of intensive summer reading programs, or ISRPs, in the summer of 2016 with the goal of evaluating possible reading programs and implementation procedures. The study was conducted across 44 school districts and community programs in Iowa, with classes of 15 students assigned to one of the three types of reading programs, study chosen print-based program, study chosen computer-based program, and district chosen intervention business-as-usual model. The print and computer-based programs used in the study were selected based on their internal and external validity and having had their efficacy backed by previous research. Three area education agencies, or AEAs, were engaged in the study and provided support to the local education agencies, or LEAs. Many LEAs struggled to meet the staffing requirements, and three eligible districts dropped out of the study after being unable to secure qualified staff. Student attrition was also a factor in the study, as there was a 21% drop-off between the pre-test and post-test attendance, with the rate being highest for females, students on free or reduced lunch, students of color, and students in Title I programs. The program was voluntary, which may have affected the participation rate. Results, all three types of reading programs in the study were preventive of summer reading loss. However, none of the conditions led to statistically significant growth in reading skills. In the school district chosen intervention model, students of color benefited less than their white peers. English language learners did not benefit as much as other students in the computer-based programs. Students who received special education services performed below their peers regardless of the intervention program. Further analysis, the IRRC estimates that the cost of providing ISRPs to all eligible students would be $13.8 million or an estimated $1,813 per student. The staff contact for this fiscal update is Josie Garretts, Legislative Analyst with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 515-725-2249. Fiscal Update, Fiscal Services Division, December 2, 2016, IPERS Actuarial Valuation Report. The July 1, 2016 Actuarial Valuation for Iowa Public Employees Retirement System, or IPERS, was prepared by Kavanaugh McDonald. 
contribution rates. The following are the contribution rates for fiscal year 2018 for the regular membership and for the protection occupation membership, both of which did not change from the prior year. Regular membership, 5.95% employee contribution rate and 8.93% employer contribution rate. The funded ratio is 82.9% compared to 82.7% the prior year. The total unfunded actuarial liability is $5.576 billion. Protection occupation, 6.56% employee contribution rate and 9.84% employer contribution rate. The funded ratio is 100.9% compared to 101.3% the prior year. There is no unfunded actuarial liability, but rather a surplus of $13 million. Sheriffs and deputies, the contribution rates for the sheriffs and deputies membership decreased by 0.25% for both employees and employers. The employee contribution rate will be 9.38% and the employer contribution rate will be 9.38%. The current funded ratio is 96.4% compared to 96% the prior year. The total unfunded actuarial liability is $22.6 million. Valuation report. The actuarial value of assets for the system as a whole totaled $29.034 billion an increase of approximately $1.119 billion compared to the prior year. The actuarial liabilities for the system as a whole totaled $34.620 billion, an increase of $1.250 billion compared to the prior year. The unfunded actuarial liability for the system as a whole is $5.586 billion, an increase of approximately $131 million compared to the prior year. The current aggregate funded ratio for IPERS is 83.9%, an increase from 83.7% the prior year. Additional information is available from the Legislative Services Agency upon request. The staff contact for this fiscal update is Jennifer Acton, Senior Legislative Analyst with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 515-281-7846. Fiscal Update, Fiscal Services Division, December 2, 2016, Governor's Budget Hearing, Iowa Lottery Authority. Hearing on November 28, 2016, Governor Terry Branstad held a budget hearing for the Iowa Lottery Authority, ILA. CEO Terry Rich presented on the lottery's operating budget, stating that it is estimated to be $334.3 million for both fiscal year 2018 and fiscal year 2019. Approximately 60.1% of the operating budget is paid out in prizes. The ILA also estimated it will annually transfer approximately $70 million to the state general fund in fiscal year 2018 and fiscal year 2019. In addition, the ILA also transfers $2.5 million of its proceeds to the Veterans Trust Fund on an annual basis. The ILA sold approximately $234 million worth of instant scratch tickets in fiscal year 2016. CEO Rich noted that sales for lottery game drawings such as Powerball, Hot Lotto, and Mega Millions are based on how high individual jackpots climb. According to the ILA, year-to-date lottery sales are up approximately $12 million when compared to fiscal year 2016. The staff contact for this fiscal update is Christine Meckler, Legislative Analyst with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 515-281-6561. Fiscal Update, Fiscal Services Division, December 2, 2016, Governor's Budget Hearing, Governor's Office of Drug Control Policy. On November 29, 2016, Governor Terry Branstad held a budget hearing for the Governor's Office of Drug 
Control Policy, or ODCP. The director of ODCP, Steve Lucan, presented the department's fiscal year 2018 and fiscal year 2019 funding requests, stating that the board is requesting a status quo appropriation of approximately $239,900. The department also estimates receiving approximately $417,000 in federal funding for both fiscal year 2018 and fiscal year 2019. Director Lucan also presented on the variety of grant programs administered by the department, including the Burn Justice Assistant Grant, Burn-JAG. In fiscal year 2016, the Burn-JAG program helped fund 25 projects, including those involving the seizure of illegal firearms, the disruption of human and drug trafficking organizations, and the referral of 256 youth to the Department of Human Services. The staff contact for this fiscal update is Christine Meckler, Legislative Analyst with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 515-281-6561. Fiscal Update, Fiscal Services Division, December 2, 2016, Governor's Budget Hearing, Department of Human Rights. On November 29, 2016, Governor Terry Branstad held a budget hearing for the Department of Human Services, or DHR. The director of DHR, San Wong, presented the board's fiscal year 2018 and fiscal year 2019 funding requests, stating that the board is requesting a status quo appropriation of approximately $223,200. Director Wong also provided the governor and his staff with additional information regarding the department's activities in fiscal year 2016, including the Individual Development Account, or IDA, program. The program establishes savings accounts for low-income Iowans, providing that regular deposits are made. Each dollar saved is matched with contributions from the private sector, as well as funds from state and federal IDA programs. Since its establishment in 2009, the program has assisted Iowans in purchasing 255 assets with state funds, including 114 homes and 48 vehicles, and has provided assistance to 19 business startups. The staff contact for this fiscal update is Christine Meckler, Legislative Analyst with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 515-281-6561. Fiscal Update, Fiscal Services Division, December 2, 2016, Governor's Budget Hearing, Department of Commerce. On November 21, 2016, Governor Terry Branstad held a budget hearing for the Department of Commerce. The Department of Commerce includes the Division of Banking, DOB, the Credit Union Division, CUD, the Insurance Division, IID, the Utilities Board, IUB, and the Alcoholic Beverages Division, ABD, Division of Banking. DOB Superintendent Ron Hansen presented the division's budget request stating that the division is requesting a spending authority increase of $429,083 in fiscal year 2018 to cover the cost of hiring four additional bank examiners, including salary, benefits, and other expenses. For fiscal year 2019, the division is requesting a spending authority increase of $858,168 to maintain the costs associated with the four examiners hired in fiscal year 2018 as well as those of an additional four examiners to be hired in fiscal year 2019. Superintendent Hansen noted that attracting new and maintaining current staff remains a significant challenge within the division. Credit Union Division CUD Superintendent Joanne Johnson presented the division's budget request stating that the division is requesting a spending authority increase of $75,000 annually in fiscal year 2018 and fiscal year 2019. The increased spending authority is to cover the hiring, training, salary, and benefits of one additional credit union examiner. 
Four out of eight of the division's current examiners resigned within the first quarter of 2017. Three of these positions have been filled and the division intends to fund the fourth position with this request. Insurance Division. Insurance Commissioner Nick Gerhardt presented the division's budget request stating that the division will remain at a status quo spending authority level of approximately $5.5 million for fiscal year 2018 and fiscal year 2019. Commissioner Gerhardt also discussed the division's intent to propose legislation for the upcoming legislative session in January 2017, stating that it would include a small technical insurance omnibus bill. Utilities Board IUB Director Jerry Huser presented the board's budget request stating that the board is requesting an annual spending authority of approximately $9 million for fiscal year 2018 and fiscal year 2019. This is a decrease of $170,000 for fiscal year 2018 when compared to fiscal year 2017 due to completion of infrastructure and technological upgrades funded by an increase in spending authority in fiscal year 2017. Director Huser also discussed the board's intent to collaborate with the Department of Homeland Security and Emergency Management in researching issues related to utility cyber attacks and infrastructure redundancy. Alcoholic Beverages Division, ABD Administrator Steve Larson presented the division's budget request, stating that the division will remain at a status quo budget request of approximately $1.2 million for fiscal year 2018 and fiscal year 2019. Administrator Larson also discussed the division's work collaboration with the Chapter 123 Working Group, which meets in coordination with the Iowa Economic Development Authority, to review Iowa's current alcohol regulation policy. Administrator Larson also stated that the division intends to propose a restructuring of the division's distribution process and is currently working with the Department of Administrative Services to procure a request for proposal or RFP for a public-private partnership distribution contract. The staff contact for this fiscal update is Christine Meckler, Legislative Analyst with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 515-281-6561. Fiscal Update, Fiscal Services Division, December 5, 2016. State Soil Conservation Committee Meeting. The State Soil Conservation Committee met on December 1, 2016 in Des Moines. The following topics were discussed. Nutrient Reduction Strategy. Laurie Nowatsky of Iowa State University, ISU, provided an update on the Iowa Nutrient Reduction Strategy, including highlights from the annual progress report. The strategy has the overall goal of reducing nitrogen and phosphorus from non-point sources by 45%, and it was estimated that 5% of this goal has been accomplished. Other information included the following. It was estimated that $122.7 million has been contributed to the nutrient reduction strategy by partners in Iowa. In fiscal year 2015, there were over 99,000 acres of land in the Federal Conservation Reserve Program treated with wetlands and over 800 acres of land treated with the installation of a bioreactor. The U.S. Department of Housing and Urban Development awarded Iowa $96.6 million in funding to conduct a five-year demonstration project related to flood mitigation and nutrient reduction. The Federal Regional Conservation Partnership Program awarded Iowa Partners $9.6 million to increase the use of conservation practices on demonstration projects. The project will leverage $4.8 million in state funding and $33 million from the private sector. Director's Report. Jim Gillespie, Division Administrator of the Soil Conservation Division, explained the department budget request that was presented to the Governor. 
the two funding requests for the Soil Conservation Division included a general fund increase of $5.2 million for the Water Quality Initiative, an increase of $1.9 million per year for the next four years to close the remaining 18 agriculture drainage wells. The wells are located in Floyd, Grundy, Butler, and Humboldt counties. Mr. Gillespie also discussed a concern regarding the weed palmer amaranth. This is an invasive weed that is native to the southwestern United States. However, the weed has been identified in at least nine counties in Iowa. Initially, the weed was located in crop fields associated with equipment and other imports from outside of the state. Recently, the weed has been found on grounds set aside for conservation practices. The weed is tall and thin and can produce a large amount of seed that can easily move to corn and soybean fields. This could create higher weed management costs and greater yield losses. Field Services. Vince Sitzman, chief of the Field Services Bureau, reported that Humboldt and Keokuk counties have been selected to participate in the reverse auction pilot project that was established by the Iowa Legislature in House File 2454, Fiscal Year 2017 Agriculture and Natural Resources Appropriations Act. The projects being considered include 11 projects for terraces and one project for installing a bioreactor. The projects will be evaluated for the amount of nutrients that can be removed from the water as well as total cost of the project. Water Resources. Jake Hansen, Chief of the Water Resources Bureau, reported that the Water Resource Coordinating Council will next meet on December 20, 2016 in Altoona. Mr. Hansen also reported that the employees from the Department of Agriculture and Land Stewardship, DALS, met with employees at the Department of Transportation, DOT, to discuss future construction projects and ways to mitigate effects on streams and wetlands. The DALS will consult with the DOT on future projects to reduce nutrients. Mines and Minerals. Susan Kozak, Chief of the Mines and Minerals Bureau, reported that several projects were completed in fiscal year 2016 due to the good weather allowing more construction time. Projects in the Bureau receive federal funds that are scheduled to sunset in 2021. Ms. Kozak also reported that the Bureau has been working with the Department of Natural Resources regarding used drilling fluid or mud that has resulted from pipeline work. If an active mineral mine site is used for disposing the drilling mud, testing must be completed to comply with reclamation requirements. The next meeting will be held on January 4, 2017 in Des Moines. The committee will also be presenting to legislators at the state capitol on January 16, 2017. The staff contact for this fiscal update is Deb Kozell, Senior Legislative Analyst with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 515-281-6767. Fiscal Update, Fiscal Services Division, December 5, 2016. Governor's Budget Hearing, Department of Transportation, DOT. On November 28, 2016, Interim Director Mark Lau presented the DOT's Fiscal Year 2018 Budget requests to Governor Terry Branstad. For fiscal year 2018, the DOT is requesting a combined increase of $19.5 million from the Road Use Tax Fund, RUTF, and the Primary Road Fund, PRF. Increases and one-year capital projects are described as $6.8 million to fund department-wide operations. These operations fund the administration of the DOT. Of this increase, $6.2 million will support increased salary costs of existing FTE positions and $535,000 will support equipment depreciation and purchases. $438,600 to fund payments for workers' compensation. $5.2 million from the PRF to fund equipment and inventory replacement. 
This request is intended to offset the increased costs of maintaining equipment. The DOT will also begin decreasing the service life of heavy equipment from 15 to 12 years. This increase will begin the replacement schedule. $10.8 million to replace the Dubuque garage. This facility was constructed in the 1950s and will be relocated. This is a one-year capital project. And $1.15 million to renovate the DOT garage facility in Adair. This project will add six new garage stalls and provide other upgrades. This is a one-year capital project. For fiscal year 2019, the DOT is requesting an increase of $10.6 million compared to the request for fiscal year 2018. Increases are as described $11 million to fund department-wide operations. Of this increase, $10.1 million will support increased salary costs of existing FTE positions and $910,000 will support equipment depreciation and purchases. $242,000 to print transportation maps. Appropriations for these maps are requested once every two years and the maps are provided free to the public. $1.8 million to renovate the DOT garage in Waterloo. This appropriation will replace the roof and support several other upgrades. This is a one-year capital project. And $10.5 million to consolidate and renovate the DOT headquarters in Ames. This is a one-year capital project. The staff contacts for this fiscal update are Adam Broich, Legislative Analyst 2 with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 515-281-8223 and Michael Guancy, Legislative Analyst with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 515-725-1286. Fiscal Update, Fiscal Services Division, December 5, 2016, Children's Mental Health and Wellbeing Work Group Meeting. The Children's Mental Health and Wellbeing Work Group as guided by the Department of Human Services, met on December 1, 2016 at the Iowa State Capitol. Federal Medicaid Block Grant, Department of Human Services Director Charles Palmer discussed the possibility of a migration to a federal block grant structure for Medicaid in an effort to control costs and reduce spending. A federal Medicaid block grant would give states more flexibility in managing Medicaid programs by allowing them to accept a fixed amount each fiscal year from the federal government, similar to the use of the Temporary Assistance for Needy Families, TANF, federal block grant. Components of small groups. The Children's Mental Health and Well-Being Workgroup subcommittees reached a consensus in defining the purpose of children's mental health and well-being efforts, qualifications of entities involved in those efforts, and the ways by which outcomes should be measured. Community well-being collaborative and outcome measures. The workgroup discussed defining primary, secondary, and tertiary measures of prevention as a basement for outcome measures. The workgroup plans to discuss outcomes in terms of categorical Examples, e.g. prevention-based, educational, developmental, social, behavioral, and emotional outcomes in the workgroup's report to the legislature. The workgroup agreed, however, that community well-being collaborative participants should have a set of common goals regardless of the level of flexibility allowed under a categorical measurement model. The following items were also discussed in relation to the workgroup's report to the legislature. A recommended but not all-inclusive list of organizations that should participate in encouraging cross-systems collaboration, for example, between primary health care providers and accountable care organizations, and articulated return on investment that demonstrates that participating counties would not receive a less than proportional share of resources in the new children's mental health and well-being system. Based on counties' previous experience with the decategorization projects and empowerment areas in child welfare, 
Juvenile Justice, and Early Childhood Iowa using existing and recognized county groupings in the new children's well-being framework is unlikely to pose any new challenges. The work group will review the legislative report via conference call on Monday, December 12, 2016. The report is scheduled to be published on December 15, 2016. The staff contact for this fiscal update is Angel Banks Adams, Legislative Analyst with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 515-281-6301. Fiscal Update, Fiscal Services Division, December 6, 2016. Working Group on Alcohol Regulation Policy. The Working Group on Alcohol Regulation Policy met on Wednesday, October 19, 2016 at the FFA Enhancement Center on the DMAC campus in Ankeny, Iowa. The working group, which was established by the Iowa Alcoholic Beverages Division, IABD, in cooperation with the Iowa Economic Development Authority, IEDA, is tasked with taking a comprehensive look at Iowa's current alcohol regulation policy and the challenges that the three-tier distribution system presents for various members of the alcoholic beverage industry. Discussion. After a brief opening statement by IEDA Director Debbie Durham, the working group heard two presentations on law enforcement consideration with regard to alcohol regulation policy. The first of these presentations was given by Patrick Hoy, Chief of the Governor's Traffic Safety Bureau of the Department of Public Safety. Chief Hoy discussed the state's current impaired driving trends, noting that in 2015 the average blood alcohol content of individuals involved in alcohol-impaired fatalities was 0.206. The legal level is 0.08. Following Chief Hoy's presentation, Iowa Law Enforcement Academy Director Judy Bradshaw shared her experience handling multiple cases of alcohol abuse during her law enforcement career. The working group also heard a presentation on the current state of the distilling industry in Iowa. Gary Burchett, owner and manager of the Mississippi River Distilling Company, stated that Iowa currently houses 13 licensed micro distilleries. Ten of these distilleries are located in small communities with a population of 10,000 or less. Burchett also noted that the primary deterrent for micro distillery growth in Iowa is lack of parity in distillery regulatory laws compared to other surrounding states. Prior to adjournment, the working group also heard a presentation by Lynn Omley of the Distilled Spirits Council of the United States, or DISCUS. The presentation included a discussion focused on the Iowa marketplace and provided suggestions on trade practice reform to encourage growth and recognition of the distilling industry in Iowa. The next meeting of the working group will be held on Wednesday, December 13, 2016 at 9.30 a.m. at the FFA Enhancement Center located on the DMAC campus at 1055 Southwest Prairie Trail Parkway, Ankeny, Iowa. The staff contact for this fiscal update is Christine Meckler, Legislative Analyst with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 515-281-6561. Fiscal Update, Fiscal Services Division, December 6, 2016. Iowa Law Enforcement Academy Council Meeting, December 2016. The Iowa Law Enforcement Academy, ILEA, Council met at Camp Dodge on December 1, 2016. The meeting was called to order by Chairperson Brian Gardner, Lynn County Sheriff. The minutes from the last meeting were approved. Council Member Sheriff Randy Kukow is retiring and was recognized for his many years of service to Clay County and the ILEA Council. Review of Physical Agility Standards. There has been confusion regarding physical fitness.
fitness standards for officers returning to duty after more than 180 days of separation of service. Once the officer has passed the physical fitness standards during academy training, the ILEA only verifies with the hiring agency that standards have been met. The hiring agency may make the decision at the local level to require the officer to retest, but the ILEA does not require retesting. The ILEA will be modifying paperwork to be submitted by the local agency to clarify that point. Waivers. The council granted waivers relating to individuals with the Ida County Sheriff's Office, Wapalo County Sheriff's Office, Johnson County Sheriff's Office, and Harlan Police Department, the Marengo Police Department, and the Esterville Police Department. There was discussion relating to the need for ILEA training to be available online to increase accessibility. Director Judy Bradshaw stated that the ILEA does not currently have the staff available to produce any training modules, but she is currently working with Des Moines Area Community College, or DMAC, to develop online training. Director Report. Director Bradshaw reported on several items. The 270th and 271st basic classes will be graduating on December 9th and December 16th. Interagency discussions continue regarding the condition of the ILEA building and the possibility of developing a new training facility that would incorporate several agencies. Director Bradshaw has been meeting with her staff to develop a needs assessment. Potential sites being considered include the Vinton Braille and Site Saving School, the Iowa Juvenile Home in Toledo, the American Institute of Business Campus in Des Moines, a site with the Department of Public Defense on Camp Dodge, and the Newton Maytag facility, which was recently gifted to DMAC. Director Bradshaw provided to the council copies of the latest state auditor's report and the fiscal year 2018 budget presentation from the governor's budget hearing on November 22, 2016. The next council meeting will be February 2, 2017 at the ILEA building at Camp Dodge. The staff contact for this fiscal update is Alice Wisner, Legislative Analyst 2 with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 515-281-6764. Fiscal Update, Fiscal Services Division, December 7, 2016. Commission Meeting, Iowa Commission for the Blind. The Iowa Commission for the Blind met on Saturday, December 3, 2016 at the Iowa Department for the Blind in Des Moines, Iowa. During the meeting, Director Emily Wharton gave updates on the Governor's Budget Hearing. Department heads updated the Commission on current projects and the Commission established the date of its next meeting. Director's Report, Director Wharton presented the Department for the Blind's budget request on Tuesday, November 29, 2016 in a meeting that was well attended by consumers of Department Department services from all over the state. The theme of the presentation was fiscal responsibility and the ways that the department supports blind Iowans to become independent. The department has shifted its primary entryway to the north side of the building. In addition, it is considering shifting the address of the building to better facilitate the use of GPS in locating the building. The second phase of the pilot will be presented at the March Commission meeting. Library Report. The staff of the new information desk, which is now serving as the entryway desk on the first floor, is working on implementing the services and processes that can happen on the first floor rather than patrons having to travel to the upper floors. They have received training in customer support and confidentiality in order to ensure that the implementation of the new information desk system is successful. The annual Braille Challenge event will be held in early 2017 with programming available for all levels of Braille readers. Changes to Rehabilitation Services Administration, or RSA, reporting requirements. Orientation Center Director Sean Mayo reported that due to the changes in RSA, 
through the Workforce Innovation and Opportunity Act, the center is working on a new documentation process for students collecting receipts, but it is having difficulty ensuring that students are receiving itemized receipts for all purchases. Vocational Rehabilitation Program Supervisor Carrie Osterhaus noted that work is being done to prepare for the new RSA reporting measures, including being able to report open case data at the end of each quarter and measure skill gain rather than just program completion. The next commission meeting is scheduled for Tuesday, March 7, 2017. The staff contact for this fiscal update is Josie Garretts, Legislative Analyst with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 515-725-2249. Fiscal Update, Fiscal Services Division, December 12, 2016. State Appeal Board Meeting, December 2016. The State Appeal Board met on December 5, 2016 in Des Moines. The Board took the following action. Approved approximately $53,300 in general claims filed under Iowa Code Chapter 25 and denied one claim for approximately $1,400. Approved two tort claims filed under Iowa Code Chapter 669 for approximately $476. The Board denied tort claims totaling approximately $12.7 million. Settlements. The State Appeal Board approved two settlements. A payment of $60,000 to settle a lawsuit for damages resulting from an April 2013 vehicle stop and warrantless search on Interstate 80. The plaintiffs who were traveling through Iowa en route to California argued the search was conducted without probable cause. The money seized during the search was returned to the plaintiffs. And a payment of $20,000 to settle a lawsuit that alleged negligence at the Iowa State Lloyd Veterinary Medical Center in April 2014. The plaintiff alleged that the ISU veterinarians failed to properly interpret medical documents regarding the high-level jumping capability of a horse ultimately leading to a loss in value and expenses related to treatment costs. The next regular meeting of the State Appeal Board is scheduled for January 10, 2017. The meeting will include the annual election of board officers. The staff contacts for this fiscal update are Christine Meckler, Legislative Analyst with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 515-281-6561, and Laura Book, Legislative Analyst with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 515-725-0509. Fiscal update, Fiscal Services. Services Division, December 13, 2016. Revenue Estimating Conference, December 2016 Meeting. Revenue Estimate Summary. The Revenue Estimating Conference, or REC, met on December 12, 2016 and decreased the estimated fiscal year 2017 general fund receipts by $96.2 million, minus 1.3% compared to the October estimate fiscal year 2017. The December REC estimate for fiscal year 2017 net general fund receipts, including transfers, totals $7.212 billion, an increase of $290.8 million, or 4.2% compared to actual fiscal year 2016. The estimated changes include increases of 5.8% in gross income tax, 1.9% in gross sales and use tax, and 2.1% in gross corporate tax receipts. Fiscal year 2018, the REC established an estimate of $7.556 billion for fiscal year 2018. This is an increase of $344.4 million, or 4.8% 
compared to the fiscal year 2017 estimate. The estimated changes include increases of 5.3% in gross income tax, 4.4% in gross sales and use tax, and 2.8% in gross corporate tax receipts. The next REC meeting has not been scheduled, but will likely occur in March 2017. A detailed spreadsheet of the REC estimates is available on the Legislative Services Agency website. To see the charts that accompany this article, go to the Iowa General Assembly website at www.legis.iowa.gov. Click on the Publications tab, then click on Fiscal Analysis in the gray area to the left. Next, under the heading Fiscal Publications, click on Fiscal Update and go to the PDF titled Revenue Estimating Conference December 2016 Meeting, dated December 13, 2016. The staff contacts for this fiscal update are Jeff Robinson, Senior Legislative Analyst with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 515-281-4614 and Kent Ohms, Legislative Legislative Analyst 2 with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 515-725-2200. Fiscal Update, Fiscal Services Division, December 13, 2016. Department of Cultural Affairs launches new Iowa Showcase Campaign. Hashtag Not to Brag Iowa Showcase Campaign. The Iowa Department of Cultural Affairs, or DCA, has launched a new campaign to showcase Iowa with stories about the state's art, history, film, and culture using hashtag Not to Brag. The new campaign will feature a series of videos produced by the DCA that, quote, brag about milestones, accomplishments, and achievements related to Iowa culture. Iowans are encouraged to create and post their own, quote, not to brag videos and post them online with the campaign hashtag not to brag. The staff contact for this fiscal update is Ron Robinson, Senior Legislative Analyst with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 515-281-6256. Fiscal Update, Fiscal Services Division, December 15, 2016. Audit, City of Riverton Special Investigation. The Auditor of State released a report of a special investigation of the City of Riverton for the period of January 1, 2008 through February 28, 2015. The investigation resulted from concerns regarding certain financial transactions processed by the former City Clerk Carol Jennings. Findings. The investigation identified $331,000 of improper or unsupported disbursements and undeposited collections, including payments to Ms. Jennings, cash withdrawals from Citibank accounts, and payments to vendors. Ms. Jennings had altered the minutes of board meetings to provide required authorization to bank officials to establish two unauthorized bank accounts. The accounts were established with the city employer identification number and the post office box as the mailing address. City officials were unaware of the accounts until Ms. Jennings was placed on administrative leave. A full report can be found on the Auditor of State's website. To see the chart that accompanies this article, go to the Iowa General Assembly website at www.legis.iowa.gov. Click on the Publications tab, then click on Fiscal Analysis in the gray area to the left. Next, under the heading Fiscal Publications, click on Fiscal Update and go to the PDF titled 
Audit, City of Riverton, Special Investigation. The staff contact for this fiscal update is Robin Madison, Senior Legislative Analyst with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 515-281-5270. Fiscal Update, Fiscal Services Division, December 19, 2016, Iowa Economic Development Authority Board Meeting. The Iowa Economic Development Authority, or IEDA, held its board meeting on December 16, 2016. The board conducted compliance by reviewing and approving modifications for seven agreements, approved three financial assistance applications for projects in Grimes, Newton, and Pella. The awards are to assist in the creation of 89 jobs and are expected to result in over $28 million in new capital investments, approved Iowa Tourism Grant Program administrative rules, approved the issuance of 40 Innovation Fund Investment Tax Credit Certificates totaling $527,000, approximately $6.9 million of the $8 million fiscal year 2017 tax credit cap remains after the approval. Approved the appointment of two board members to the IEDA Rules Review Committee, approved two vendor agreements, and received financial reports from the IEDA staff. The staff contact for this fiscal update is Ron Robinson, Senior Legislative Analyst with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 515-281-6256. Fiscal Update, Fiscal Services Division, December 19, 2016, Health Policy Oversight Committee Meeting. The Health Policy Oversight Committee met on Tuesday, December 13, 2016 in Room 103 at the Iowa State Capitol. Meeting information and materials can be found on the committee website. Iowa HealthLink Quarterly Report. Representatives from the Iowa Department of Human Services reviewed the Managed Care Performance Report for July through September 2016 with members of the committee. Committee discussion with managed care organization representatives. Representatives from United Healthcare, Amerigroup, and Amera Health discussed developments in service provision and responded to questions and concerns from the committee. The Medical Assistance Advisory Committee plans to release for public review a summary report on the public input sessions held across the state. The Health Policy Oversight Committee plans to meet during the 2017 legislative session at a date that has not been determined at this time. The staff contacts for this fiscal update are Angel Banks-Adams, Legislative Analyst with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 515-281-6301, and Jess Benson, Senior Legislative Analyst with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 515-281-4611. Fiscal Update, Fiscal Services Division, December 19, 2016, Council on Human Services Meeting. The Council on Human Services met on Wednesday, December 14, 2016 at the Hoover Building. Rules. The Council reviewed rules pertaining to delinquent food assistance claims, intermediate care facilities for individuals with disabilities, or ICF-ID, assessments under Medicaid, cost of living increases for state supplementary assistance payments, and performance-based contracts for foster care. Child Abuse Prevention Program Advisory Committee, or CAPPAC, appointments. Lisa Bender, Program Manager for the Iowa Child Abuse Prevention Program, ICAPP, requested committee appointment approval from the Council. The Council approved appointments and requested a summary of the committee's functions and past work. Children's Mental Health and Wellbeing Workgroup Update. Wendy Rickman and Rick Schultz of the Iowa Department of Human Services shared feedback received on the Learning Labs and the status of the Mental Health Crisis Grants. Managed Care Oversight Review of Managed Care Organization Report. Mickey Steer and Liz 
Matney reviewed the Managed Care Organization report, which had been previously presented during the Health Policy Oversight Committee meeting on Tuesday, December 13, 2016. Members of the Council suggested ways to improve the reporting of managed care performance data to enhance public understanding. The Council will meet in January 2016. A date has not been set at this time. The staff contact for this fiscal update is Angel Banks Adams, Legislative Analyst with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 515-281-6301. Fiscal Update, Fiscal Services Division, December 19, 2016. Certified Sites Recognized Five industrial sites have achieved certification through the Iowa Economic Development Authority, IEDA, Certified Site Program. These five sites are located in the communities of Forest City, Clinton, Grinnell, Waterloo, and Osage. The Certified Site Program is an independent third-party certification program that uses the nationally recognized site selection firm of McCallum Sweeney Consultant, or MSC, as the sole certifying agent. The Iowa Certified Site Program is designed to consider a combination of national site location standards as well as Iowa's natural assets and the needs of the state's targeted industries. As a result of the site certification process, Developers working closely with their local officials, unity partners, and consultants are better prepared to market sites with specific site-related information and community data. Sites that have undergone the certification process are considered, quote, development ready. The program has previously certified sites and parks in Van Meter, Dexter, Iowa Falls, Fort Dodge, Mason City, Norwalk, Perry, Davenport, Middleton, Cedar Rapids, and Marion. The staff contact for this fiscal update is Ron Robinson, Senior Legislative Analyst with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 515-281-6256. Fiscal Update, Fiscal Services Division, December 20, 2016. Executive Council Meeting. The Executive Council met on Monday, December 19, 2016. The Council approved the following action items. Rate adjustment of the 65 and over Supplemental Life and Accidental Death and Dismemberment, AD&D, rates. The Council had previously approved rates for 2017. However, an adjustment of an additional $0.02 per $1,000 of Supplemental Life and AD&D was requested and approved. The Department of Administrative Services, or DAS, also clarified the rates for employees in the 65 and older age bracket who are subject to a reduction in coverage available for Supplemental Life and AD&D. D&D, Disaster Case Management Resolution for Funds. The Department of Human Services, DHS, requested and received approval from the Council for the Resolution for Funds in the amount of $75,000 for Disaster Case Management Training pursuant to Iowa Code Section 29C.20B. Emergency Allocations. The Council approved emergency allocations to the Iowa Communications Network, ICN, the Department of Public Safety, DPS, and Department of Corrections, DOC, and the DHS, totaling approximately $157,000 and payments to the DHS totaling approximately $48,000. Payment of cost items. The Council approved the payment of cost items totaling approximately $31,000. The next meeting of the Executive Council will be January 3, 2017 at 10 a.m. in the Governor's Conference Room. The staff contact for this fiscal update is Jennifer Acton, Senior Legislative Analyst with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 515-281-7846. Fiscal Update, Fiscal Services Division, December 21, 2016. Tax Expenditure Committee Meeting, December 2016. The Tax Expenditure Committee of the Legislative Council met on December 19, 2016. Meeting materials for these presentations will be on the committee webpage soon. 
High Quality Jobs Program, the Iowa Economic Development Authority and the Department of Revenue presented on the evolution, current usage, and costs of the High Quality Jobs Program. Franchise Tax Credit, the Department of Revenue presented on the history, administration, and alternative options of the Franchise Tax Credit. Research Activities Tax Credit, the Department of Revenue presented the history, policies in other states, and utilization of the Research Activities Tax Credit. And Earned Economic Tax Credit, the Department of Revenue presented the history, policies in other states, and utilization of the Earned Income Tax Credit. The staff contacts for this fiscal update are Kenneth Olms, Legislative Analyst 2 with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 515-725-2200, and Jeff Robinson, Senior Legislative Analyst with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 515-281-4614. Fiscal Update, Fiscal Services Division, December 21, 2016, Statewide Energy Plan Unveiled. Lieutenant Governor Kim Reynolds, Debbie Durham, Director of the Iowa Economic Development Authority, or IEDA, and Mark Lowe, Interim Director of the Iowa Department of Transportation, DOT, unveiled the statewide Iowa Emergency Plan at a press conference held on December 21, 2016. Over the past several months, Iowa and various energy stakeholders have been developing a statewide energy plan. The Iowa Energy Plan will allow the state to set priorities and provide strategic guidance for decision-making around energy policy initiatives. The plan assesses current and future energy supply and demand, examines energy policies and programs, and identifies emerging challenges and opportunities. The Iowa Energy Plan Executive Summary and Full Report can be accessed at www.iowaenergyplan.org. Leadership support for this initiative was provided by Iowa Partnership for Economic Progress, or IPEP, board members and representatives from the IEDA and the DOT. The plan is built on four foundational pillars. One, economic development and energy careers. Two, Iowa's energy resources. Three, transportation and infrastructure. And four, energy efficiency and conservation. The plan's vision statement represents the collective understanding of Iowa's ideal future in terms of its energy use and resources. The vision considers a planning horizon of 10 years with 15 objectives and 45 strategies outlined in the 100-plus page report. During the planning process, the following themes were identified as key areas that could positively impact Iowa's energy economy. Energy workforce development, technology-based research and development, supporting rural and underserved areas and populations, natural gas expansion, Iowa's biomass potential, alternative fuel vehicles, and electric grid modernization. The plan was developed by Innova Energy Group, LLC, with specialized project support from Elevate Energy and Techonomy Partners, LLC, formerly Betel Technology Partnership Practice. The cost of the plan, estimated at approximately $500,000, will be paid by the IEDA and the DOT. The IEDA houses the Iowa Energy Office, which coordinates a variety of state and federal programs related to energy. The Lieutenant Governor stated that no legislation is anticipated this year related to the plan. The staff contacts for this fiscal update are Ron Robinson, Senior Legislative Analyst with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 515-281-6256, and Michael Guancy, Legislative Analyst with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 515-725-1286. Fiscal Update, Fiscal Services Division, December 21, 2016. Child Care Projections Meeting, December 2016. 
Projections Work Group. Staff from the Department of Management, DOM, and the Department of Human Services, DHS, and the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency, LSA, met on December 20, 2016 to discuss the Child Care Assistance, CCA, program estimated fiscal year 2017 and fiscal year 2018 expenditures. The projections work group is estimated in Iowa Code Section 234.47 to discuss revenues and expenditures and agree on an estimate for the current and upcoming fiscal years. The Child Care Assistance Program provides subsidized child care for low-income families with working parents, parents gaining work skills, parents going to school, and parents unable to care for children for a limited time due to physical or mental illness. Fiscal year 2017. The fiscal year 2017 appropriation is a decrease of $5 million compared to the fiscal year 2016 appropriation. Part of this was due to the estimated surplus and associated adjustments that were utilized for Medicaid in fiscal year 2016, and part was due to the increase of $11.8 million in federal temporary assistance for needy families, or TANF, funding. Of that $11.8 million increase, $8 million was estimated to cover federally mandated changes to the program. The consensus agreement for fiscal year 2017 is an estimated surplus of $287,000. Numbers of regular child care subsidy children and children eligible through the protective services component are beginning to increase again on a monthly basis. The new CCA Plus component and exit eligibility segment for families previously enrolled in the program that are now above the currently eligibility threshold but below 85% of the state median income is increasing at an average of 133 children per month. In November, the most recent month with complete data available, there were 581 children actively participating in the CCA Plus component who would have lost eligibility without this component. Fiscal year 2018, to varying degrees, forecasts are projecting increases in enrollment and average costs per child arriving at a consensus estimated need of $11.3 million. This amount is based on current status quo funding of all appropriations. The amount of TANF funding available in fiscal year 2018 will be determined by limitation of other TANF program needs and maintenance of effort funding requirements. All of this could further complicate the program deficit. The next projections workgroup meeting has not been scheduled at this time, but it will likely occur in March 2017. The staff contact for this fiscal update is Kenneth Olmes, Legislative Analyst 2 with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 515-725-2200. To see the charts that accompany this article, go to the Iowa General Assembly website at www.legis.iowa.gov. Click on the Publications tab, then click on Fiscal Analysis in the gray area to the left. Next, under the heading Fiscal Publications, click on Fiscal Update and go to the PDF titled Child Care Projections Meeting, December 2016. Fiscal Update, Fiscal Services Division, December 22, 2016. Water Resources Coordinating Council Quarterly Meeting. The Water Resources Coordinating Council, WRCC, met on September 28, 2016 in Altoona. Secretary of Agriculture Bill Northey called the meeting to order. The following was discussed. Disaster Grant Update. Jeff Gertz, Iowa Economic Development Authority, IEDA, provided an update 
on the Federal Housing and Urban Development Disaster Resilience Grant for Reducing Flooding and Advancing Water Quality. The total grant of $96.8 million is being administered by the IEDA. The goal is to have each participating watershed management authority develop a hydrologic assessment and watershed plan, implement projects to reduce downstream flooding, and improve water quality during and after flood events. The following watershed management authorities are participants. Bee Branch Creek in Dubuque, Upper Iowa River, Upper Wapsipinicon River, Middle Cedar River, Clear Lake, English River, North Raccoon River, West Nishnaboda River, East Nishnaboda River. River Program. Tim Hall, Department of Natural Resources, DNR, discussed the river restoration program, including an approved streamed mitigation method that was developed using information from a program developed by the state of Missouri. Development by the Iowa DNR of a river restoration toolbox to assist people interested in transforming river areas and development of an in-lieu fee system which is used by other states. The fees are paid by a project sponsor to a governmental or nonprofit entity to preserve or enhance aquatic resources in a river area that is being transformed. The next meeting will be held in February. However, a specific date and time has not yet been determined. The staff contact for this fiscal update is Deb Kozell, Senior Legislative Analyst with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 515-281-6767. Fiscal Update, Fiscal Services Division, December 27, 2016. Audit, City of Delhi Special Investigation. The Auditor of State released a report of a special investigation of the City of Delhi for the period of March 1, 2007 through January 31, 2015. The investigation was requested by city officials as a result of concerns regarding payments made to a credit card company from a Citibank account. Findings. The investigation identified $247,000 of improper or unsupported disbursements and unpaid or unbilled utilities. The investigation also reported that due to the use of an incorrect rate, city sewer customers were overbilled approximately $257,000. Among the improper disbursements identified by the investigation were $69,000 in payments the former city clerk, Angie Billings, issued to herself. The staff contact for this fiscal update is Robin Madison, Senior Legislative Analyst with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 515-281-5270. To see the chart that accompanies this article, go to the Iowa General Assembly website at www.legis.iowa.gov. Click on the Publications tab, then click on Fiscal Analysis in the gray area to the left. Next, under the heading Fiscal Publications, click on Fiscal Update and go to the PDF titled Audit City of Delhi Special Investigation. Fiscal Update, Fiscal Services Division, December 23, 2016. Amazon to Collect Sales Tax in Iowa. Announcement. Earlier this month, Amazon announced that the company would be required to collect and remit sales tax in Iowa beginning January 1, 2017. This follows recent similar announcements in Alabama and Utah, although those states had other state-specific laws in place which appeared to impact the changes. Iowa became the 31st state in which Amazon is remitting sales taxes. Nexus and Use Tax Issues Every retailer who makes a taxable retail sale in Iowa is required to collect sales tax at the time of selling the property or service. 
quote, retailer maintaining a place of business in this state, end quote, is a term generally meant to encompass retailers that have a sufficient, quote, nexus with Iowa so the state can constitutionally require them to collect sales tax from customers. A retailer has, quote, nexus with Iowa for purposes of the sales and use tax when the retailer has some sort of physical presence in Iowa. See Quill Corporation versus North Dakota 504 U.S. 298, 1992. Since Amazon lacked a nexus in Iowa, it was not remitting sales tax on purchases made and delivered to Iowa residents. Use tax on the use of any property or service which is not collected by a retailer maintaining a place of business in this state is required to be paid directly by the consumer. Use taxes are meant to minimize unfair competition between sales made in and out of the state. Generally, if an Iowan buys a taxable good out of state and they transport it back into the state or it is delivered to the Iowan's house, that resident is required to pay the use tax. The amount of full compliance with this law is unknown. Revenue Estimating Conference Impact The Revenue Estimating Conference already accounted for this announcement at the December meeting. The Department of Revenue estimates that sales tax collections from all online retailers could be in the range of $18 to $24 million per year. Amazon is assumed to be a significant portion of the amount. The staff contacts for this fiscal update are Kenneth Holmes, Legislative Analyst 2 with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 515-725-2200 and Jeff Robinson, Senior Legislative Analyst with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 515-281-4614. Fiscal Update, Fiscal Services Division, December 23, 2016, Adoption Subsidy Projections Workgroup Meeting. Projections Workgroup, staff from the Department of Management, DOM, and the Department of Human Services, DHS, and the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency, LSA, met on December 20, 2016 to discuss the Adoption Subsidy Program, actual fiscal year 2017 expenditures to date, and estimated fiscal year 2017, fiscal year 2018, and fiscal year 2019 expenditures. The Projects Workshop, is established in Iowa Code Section 234.47 to discuss revenues and expenditures and agree on an estimate for the current and upcoming fiscal years. Members of the work group agreed that the percentage of cases eligible for federal Title IV-E funding is expected to increase each month and will outpace the caseload growth rate as determined by current trends. Additionally, a more favorable Federal Medical Assistance Percentage, or FMAP, rate greatly affects the expected state share for the adoption subsidy program. These factors led to the following estimates. Fiscal year 2017, the work group agreed to an estimated net surplus of $493 after the federal delinking reinvestment of savings. Requirement to reinvest savings from federal Title IV-E funds is satisfied. Fiscal year 2018, the work group agreed to an estimated net surplus of $968,753 after setting aside surplus funds to meet the federal delinking requirement. In fiscal year 2019, the work group agreed to an estimated net surplus of $1,102,531 after setting aside surplus funds to meet the federal delinking requirement. The next project's workgroup meeting has not been scheduled at this time, but will likely occur in March 2017. 
The staff contact for this fiscal update is Angel Banks Adams, Legislative Analyst with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 515-281-6301. To see the chart that accompanies this article, go to the Iowa General Assembly website at www.legis.iowa.gov. Click on the Publications tab, then click on Fiscal Analysis in the gray area to the left. Next, under the heading Fiscal Publications, click on Fiscal Update and go to the PDF titled Adoption Subsidy Projections Workgroup Meeting. Fiscal Update, Fiscal Services Division, December 23, 2016. Transfer of Funds, College Student Aid Commission. Transfer of Funds, the Legislative Services Agency was notified on December 22, 2016 of a request to transfer funds under Iowa Code Section 261.20. The request is for $90,000 from the Scholarship and Tuition Grant Reserve Fund to be transferred to the Vocational Technical Tuition Grant Program to fill a shortfall in student assistance funding for the 2016-2017 academic year. Action on this transfer will not be finalized prior to January 4, 2017. The Scholarship and Tuition Grant Reserve Fund receives any end-of-year unspent balances from three tuition grant appropriations, Iowa Tuition Grant Nonprofit, Iowa For-Profit Tuition Grant, and Iowa Vocational Technical Tuition Grant. The balance in the fund is capped at 1% of funds appropriated to the three tuition grant programs during the preceding fiscal year. Monies in the fund must be used for the program for which the funds were originally appropriated. The staff contact for this fiscal update is Robin Madison, Senior Legislative Analyst with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 515-281-5270.